Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Donna Cates, who owns two businesses, Money Matters Wealth Solutions LLC and Navigating Divorce LLC. And Donna is passionate about helping women make more informed decisions about their money so they aren't living in fear of not having enough of it to fulfill their lives and aims to level the playing field for women who historically have been underserved in the world of investments and in wealth management. Well, that's friggin' fantastic. Donna, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so grateful to be here. Oh, you're welcome. Well, can you expand a bit more on where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Well, I've literally just made a big transition in my practice. I was working with a full service brokerage firm and I finally got the courage to go out on my own and start um, a separate company where I'm the boss. I'm I'm everything, of course, but I am the boss and I get to make my own decisions about mm. how I want to serve people. And the reason I did that was because there were a lot of restrictions around what I could or could not do. Mm. Um, but for the market that I serve, that was really important. So I'm working primarily with women in transition. Um, I have a focus on the divorcing market. So any woman who is thinking about divorce in the middle of divorce, or maybe even just post-divorce, those are the women I want to work with. I'm passionate about helping them make smart decisions about their money because Mm. most of us kind of take a back seat to the money, not because of lack of intelligence, but because we just have our too full of a plate. So if our husband likes to do the numbers and run the money and keep up with the life insurance, we sometimes just gladly hand that off. Um, but that's to our detriment. And that's Mm. kind of my mission is to help women know what they're, what they don't know. So they never have to be worried about it. Oh, crumbs. Yes. So just to wrap that up in a little bow, it's making the ability to make smart decisions at a, at an emotional time in a place where we lovingly call this crisis mode with an unforget yourself. Oh my gosh. That place of panic of you can't digest information as overwhelm so much is happening and in that moment we shut down we want to run away there is so much and with the scenario you're painting especially with divorce and Kate and myself we both know this firsthand it can be so so tough and so so hard so with with the women that you that you help and guide what do you find time and time again they're kind of going through that you have to sort of work on first 
which sort of paves the, the beautiful way for the work that you do? The first step I have to uh, work through with the women that I work with is getting them to understand that we really have to separate the emotional component of what mm-hmm. we're going through from the legal stuff. So it's literally not that we have to suppress our emotions. We're human beings. We have to express them. If we don't express them and deal with them, there's going to always be there and raise its ugly head, right? So so what, what I'm doing is helping them, whether it's me personally coaching them through that or referring mm-hmm. them to a divorce coach, sometimes it involves them working with a, a, a mental health specialist, but someone that they can turn to to really focus that energy on because the reality is, is they can't push it away. They just have to set it aside so that when they're dealing with the legal process and the division of assets, they actually are using their logical brain versus their emotional brain. So that's Mm. one of the really challenging things, especially because I'm not a counselor, but I get to kind of play in that sandbox a lot just because of the nature of my business. And of course, that you're not in that kind of emotional bubble with them. So you get to look at it from the outside and be like, hey, here's what's going on. Here's you, what, what you kind of see and all the areas that is just you know, so muddied or so cloudy, um, whether it's through the unknown, even just the unknown can, can cripple us. But with the emotion and the stress and the worry um, at a time of you know, personal loss, struggle, whatever it might be. There's so, so much going on there. So what was it about, about this line of work that you were so drawn to that? Yes, this, this is my purpose. This is what I want to do. Well, when I first got started in this business, um, I I was doing educational programs, the seminars. And it was funny because, you know, I work in a male-dominated industry and all the, excuse me, but the old white men that I was working with said, oh, seminars don't work. I'm like, hmm. So first I had to show them that they could, but, um, but that's what I kind of stepped out to do that. What I found very quickly, Mark, in doing that was that women gravitated towards me. I, I had men that approached me and were interested in working with me, but the majority of the women that initiated that contact and, and said, I want to work with you. How do I work with you? Were the women. And so in that process, you know, I kind of said, oh, okay, there's a, there's some, you know, some relational stuff going on here. Let's pay attention to that. But then uh, because of the designations that I hold, um, attorneys in my area started referring women to me post-divorce. Now, by the time they came to me for financial planning, investment management, making sure they had all the right life insurance policies that they needed, all of the decisions had already been made. And that's when I realized that attorneys aren't necessarily equipped to help people understand the um, long-term impact of the the financial decisions that they're making through divorce. So that's what my specialty focuses on. Yeah. Just just that point there is, is that, is that to the level of a little bit of malpractice or a little bit of lack of care, or is it just actually 
with all honesty and love, it's not their expertise. It's not their job to see that far in advance. It is, they have one area. So I just want to just sort of maybe just unpack that slightly for a bit of more understanding. Yes. And that's a very good point because I tell everybody that I speak to your attorney, it's not that they lack any care or want the best for you down the road. You're hiring that attorney to divide something that had already exists. So you come to the table and this is what you have, whether it's income or assets, and their job is to divide that out, whether it's 50-50 or 60-40, but they, they're not responsible for what that's going to look like down mm. the road. So yeah. that's where you know my expertise comes in because I'm able to help them understand if you go for this option, the day of the divorce, this is where you're going to be. But a year from now, five years from now, 20 years from now, this is what your financial situation will, will look like. So they're making more informed decisions, but they're they're having to go back and have that conversation with their attorney and lead yeah. that conversation. So is that is that part of your messaging? Because with this, I can I can see the similarities in the work that, that we do is, oh my gosh, you don't come to us where you've completely burnt yourself out or you've lost control of your business or you haven't done the things that set the foundation for yourself as the business owner or your teams. It's you know, to get that as part of your, your setup, as part of who you are, the values of your company, the very foundational fabric of it. So is that one of your areas of, of educating of this is, it's not a luxury. It's not a nice habit. Damn it, this is essential. And it's how to convey that in a way that doesn't throw fear and let that be the driver. But, oh, my gosh, here is what could really help you. And here's why. And here's what you don't want to happen. And then the choice is up to you. You are spot on with that. And this is I think you said something that's really important is that it is essential for people to have this information to make smart decisions. The unfortunate thing at this point, if you think about whether it's a woman or a man, they're in emotional upheaval. They're having to spend, if not, you know, $5,000, maybe tens of thousands of dollars with attorneys. And now they're having to pay for financial expertise as well. So mm. it's it, they come at it not from, well, I know I need it, but oh my gosh, how am I going to afford it? And my message has always been, you know, we we find a way, we find we have to find a way to be able to afford it because if we don't, there's no do-over. So mm. we have to we have to literally figure out how are we going to make this work? Um, how are we going to come up with sufficient cash flow so that we get the the information that we need before the decisions are made so we don't have to attempt redoing things down the road and costing more money. Mm. So that is that your sweet spot? Is that what you prefer most to get in there at that? So your, huh, I guess the emotions are crumbs. The pre, during, and after the emotions are very, very different. Um, again, talking through experience. Oh my gosh! But right. me too. Me too. So with with that understanding of you know the emotions are different, but also the scenarios are different. Which which group is it that you you love the most? Which which are the where's your area that you really enjoy and see and, and see your work? I will tell you with people that are thinking about divorce, the kind of pre-decision, sometimes I get a little frustrated because 
the writings on the wall and I just want to go, okay, you've really already decided you're just scared to take action. Um, mm. So, so I love working with everyone in, in any of those stages, but the, the people where I feel like I connect with the most and the ones that have a sense of urgency are the ones that are in the process because they're meeting with attorneys. They're literally in the, in the weeds with pulling all of this together. So they have skin in the game and need to get results. So mm. they're highly motivated. Now with the post-divorce world, it's kind of like when they reach that, you know, they get the final decree, there are still several things that have to be done, you know, from dividing assets, managing, you know, restructuring the investments to renaming your beneficiaries. But they're so freaking tired from the whole divorce process that they just want to stop. So yeah. I'm over here going, okay, but we're not quite done yet. Let's keep pedaling. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's the group in the middle. I think that's the, you know, gives me the most satisfaction. Um, but I want to work with them through the whole process. So yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah. I think that, that focused energy from you, you know, the plan, you know, what's going on. Um, and maybe you're, you're, you're just one, one part of their journey, but such right. a fundamental, important part that has implications are there for years to come. It sets you up. So I love that kind of process. So as, as you made this, this transition, because I love the, the similarities in what you do, you personally are going through a transition now with your business, you help your women primarily women to go through their transition. Oh my gosh. So what is it for you right now that you, that you love about the, the way you're taking your business? I love being the decision maker. I love getting up in the morning and going to work and knowing that every bit of energy that I spend is going to be for my personal benefit, as well as my family's. Um, I'm not having to share that with corporate America. Um, I do have a lot more expenses that I have to write the checks for. I was paying for it before, but I didn't have to manage the infrastructure. So, um, but I, what I love about it is me, it, and this is huge. And this is what one of my coaches has said is Donna, you've got, you need, you've got a, a innate charm I don't know, with, with your accent, you can probably relate. I've got that Southern accent. So people, you know, are attracted to that. But I really need to be vulnerable, show vulnerability, and be willing to um, express my own personality. So that's for me, when I talked about earlier about being able to be on social media and present myself, um, that's the thing that's been a huge benefit because now I'm not showing up as a corporate employee. I'm mm -hmm. literally giving you Donna, Donna's personality, Donna's experience, Donna's vulnerability, all of that. And I think that that resonates with people. Um, that's my hope is that by me, be, me saying, Hey, I've walked the path. I know the experience and I'm here to help you is, um, more connecting. 
Well, yeah, I mean, the shackles, I think we we, we discussed that pre-episode. So that was just me and you talking. The fact that you've come from the sort of financial industry where you can't say certain things. There are such limitations on it, which now, with what you do, the, the shackles are off. You can go out there and say what you want and with the personality that, that you desire, which connects. So, which I think some people find that terrifying. That Oh, my gosh, I've, I know that was an excuse why I didn't have to do social media or didn't have to do the messaging. And now... Oh, now I have to. I think it sounds like you're in a place where no, you 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 welcome that because of limitations you had before. So what where's where's the the challenge in there for you? Is it trying to find the right way to to be yourself through this? Is it navigating all these different channels? What is it for you in that area now that it's like, yeah, I, I need to get through this. I need to find that thing. Absolutely. There, and there are so many platforms and so many options available that it can be overwhelming. And the reality is, is that, you know, I'm managing assets. So I have to spend a lot of my time, you know, doing my investment work and not preparing social media content. So yeah. for me, it's the, it's the getting the proper messaging so that I come across I need to have some fear in the messaging because people need to know that they should should be fearful if they don't make the right decisions. But I don't want them to be so fearful that they're afraid to do anything. So it's it's kind of a, a tightrope walk where I'm giving them the message, hey, you really need to pay attention to this, but it's really going to be empowering. And if you'll engage with me, you know, we can do this together and you don't have to walk it along, but mm. uh, alone, but to be able to know that you've got a support person and, and I want to be able to convert those people into clients who are willing to invest in themselves so I can help them make those smart decisions about their money while they're going through that awful situation. Mm. And where are you finding you having the most success with this? Um right now with with your messaging with with reaching the right people um i will tell you i do um i do a monthly workshop actually there's a couple of recurring workshops that i offer and people come via zoom um so i anybody from the us can attend but in in that conversation you know i'm messaging to get people there people is word of mouth everybody shows up you know from different resources but i think um for me it's doing those educational programs, not where I'm mm -hmm. giving them the answers mm -hmm. to all the questions, because I can't do that because everybody's situation is unique, but to give them that high level overview so they know at least the types of questions that they need to be answering, that's that's effective for me. So I, I post all of that on social media and then make those webinars available. This is one of the things that I'm hoping to do is to go to to have more reach is rather than just doing that once a month workshop that people have to show up for live is to be able to do something where I'm creating packages where mm. just for a small fee, they might have it on demand. So if they need to listen to it, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, they can. Okay, so this this so this kind of bleeds into you know the solopreneur. You oh my gosh, you're wearing all the hats, you're doing all of the things. It's same same with your clients. 
overwhelm there's it's overwhelm of all these things that you need to do and consider and think about and oh my gosh the consequence that you don't know there's a lot there so with with you as you sort of expand this you have your the events that you set up it's how how do you maximize your time how do you make yourself more efficient how do you oh my gosh how do you multiply donna how can you have more donors going around is is that kind of where you are right now yes absolutely there's not enough of me and my husband bless his heart uh he says to me almost every day it'll be there tomorrow and i'm going yeah but i need it now <laughs> ah so what are you looking for what do you need today that as your husband said it'll be here tomorrow what do you, what do you need what do you need today I need to know how to effectively market to people so that they are engaged quickly and don't mm. just think about it forever. Um, I need a process for getting people to take action. Okay. And I think that's the best I can do at articulating it because I'm kind of like, like my clients, I don't know what I need to know and definitely don't know how to go make it all happen. I'm just kind of yeah. swimming and trying to tread, tread water. Yeah. And I love sort of using the analogy and sort of tying a bow between what it is that guests on this podcast do and where they are, because normally there's like, oh, we, we can tie a little, a nice little rope here that's, it's exactly the same as what you teach. There's something in there. It might be the emotion that goes with it, the overwhelm, the, the, the wealth of things that you need to know. From that understanding, you can sort of tap into your own intuition of, okay, I know it's overwhelming. I know there's a knock-on effect of doing this, but I'm not quite sure. What would I tell my clients to do? What, where, where is it familiar? Where does it taste the same? There's, there's some beautiful things in there. So let's let's self-coach you for a minute. What, what would you be telling yourself in that sort of kind of situation? Mm, okay, let's see. I think my first thought would be it is overwhelming. And when we get overwhelmed, we tend to shut down and do nothing. Hmm. So a, an alternative to that might be let's take this big, this big thing that we need to do and break it down into bite-sized pieces mm. and even break those into smaller pieces if we need to, but to, um, to make, make a list of the things that we know we want to get done and then start tackling them one at a time. Yeah. And is that easier said than that? Because logically you've got it. Logically you've nailed it. Well, one aspect, one way of doing this, but oh my gosh, in the moment, bring the emotions into it. You're one person wearing so many hats, making such a difference in the world, probably taking on some emotional weight of your, of your clients as well, which of course that, that naturally happens. So is it trying to work out where to effectively focus, as you said with your clients, the energy, where does the energy go? What is actually working? What do I want to achieve? What am I doing that actually feels like it's going to work, but it's not actually helping? Is that the the juggling act that you're in right now. Yeah, right. And I will, I will tell you the, um, there's a couple of things for me. It's like, um, the squirrel, you know, Oh, there's always some squirrel syndrome. Object, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. The, and, and I'm very, 
bad about managing my time because if the email pops up and y'all I've got something on my calendar but the phone rings I'm not I'm not disciplined enough to follow Mm -hmm. my calendar as well mapped out as it might be I just kind of darten wherever I did just recently start a new practice though I've, I've always been a believer in meditation, but I've never been good at practicing it. But I I recently started doing Reiki along with a meditation practice. And Mm -hmm. I literally, because it's so new, I'm having to make myself do five to 10 minutes a day. And last week, I pretty much sucked at it. It's like, (laughs) um, yeah. But I, you know, I claimed it. I said, yep, I missed. I didn't do it, whatever. But I was also scattered. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not real sure what to do with that. But with, with, with the meditation, you know, we, we guide people through meditations, coach how to achieve it. And oh my gosh, there's so, again, here's the, here's the theme of the episode. There is so much out there. There's so much that you can do. So many people tell you to do different things. Um, what is it in that moment? of the meditation, what is it that you find is so hard? Getting started. Okay. Sitting down to do it. Mm. Once I'm doing it, it's not that difficult. And I always feel very calm and collected and focused when I have. So doing it, that is, that's, that's, the, there is the circle. Once you've got there, I want to talk to people who are struggling with sales, get people on sales because Oh my gosh, we have a great old conversation. We have a great old time. And it's like, yeah, of course it, it, it's, it just sort of sells itself. However, getting people onto that sales call, there's the trouble. So with you, it's when oh, you're yeah. doing the thing, you've got this down. But oh my gosh, that bit before, is that where the squirrel comes in? What, what is it? What do you feel that's sort of distracting you or, or moving away? Or is that unknown? That, that's an unknown because, you know, like I say, if I have my mindset to do something, I'm mm. going to do it, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it's lack of commitment. I, yeah, that's that's the million dollar question because I know intellectually, yeah, and I even know in my heart that I benefit from it, but I'm just not showing up. Oh, let's tie a beautiful bow on this episode. You started the episode talking about your clients, people that you serve. They know. Oh my gosh, this is probably the best thing for them. They know they need help in this area. However. Oh, I've got to pay my lawyer as well as all this stuff, but I'm not quite sure. And there's just another thing. To, ah, I'm overwhelmed and pause. It sounds like it's the same kind of same kind of feeling. It's the, maybe it's nuanced. It's slightly different in different areas, but it's the same kind of it's the same source. Mm. Wow, hmm. love that. And with that, I guess you have. <laughs> even more empathy with your clients to coach them through and guide them and use that as your personality in your messaging. Mm. Beautiful. There, we've just turned a, a weakness that of course you need to look at, but we can start to leverage this as a strength. I think that's, that's a key takeaway. I think so. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 
And I love how you tied it together with a bow. That's awesome. A pretty little British bow. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Hey, Donna, thank you so much for, for being on the show, for sharing uh, not only what you do and how you help people, but behind the scenes with what it's like as you grow and transition your own business. Um, it's fascinating. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. Uh, and if people want to find out more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? Actually, you could go to my website, which is Wealth Solutions. Oops, did I mess that up? I think I did. It's actually moneymatterswealth.com. My bad. It's Perfect. all. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, go and check that out. And yeah, Donna, thank you so much. It's been so much fun. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their (laughs) earballs. All the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.